Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform, and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book, with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now, and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps, so you know everything about the book in minutes. You're listening to the book summary presentation of Getting to Yes, Negotiating Agreement Without Giving In by Roger Fisher and William Urey. Everyone negotiates, be it to get a pay raise, extend a curfew, or reach agreement on a joint venture. This book presents a framework for principled negotiations, a systematic approach to get better outcomes that address what you want in an efficient way while maintaining or improving relationships. Introduction Negotiation isn't a battle of wills. It's not about bulldozing your way, manipulating others, or haggling for the best deal. It's a systematic process to get the most out of a situation and achieve a durable outcome. To do this, you must learn to harness conflict, use a blend of hard and soft strategies, and balance between what you want and getting along with others. In this summary, we've organized the key insights into three parts. The problem with positional bargaining, the four fundamentals of principled negotiations, and overcoming three common obstacles in negotiation. The problem with positional bargaining. A good negotiation should be efficient, amicable, and deliver a sound outcome. Unfortunately, most people use positional bargaining. That is, they take an extreme position, then negotiate toward a compromise, which delivers poor results. The more each party defends a position, the more they associate that position with their egos. The focus shifts to defending egos and saving face rather than addressing their real interests resulting in poor decisions. Much time is wasted on justifying each extreme position and counteroffer. This is inefficient and increases the risk that no agreement can be reached. Positional bargaining often becomes a battle of wills, and when people feel they're forced to accept an outcome, it strains the relationship. Instead of negotiating from fixed positions, use principled negotiations that focus on merits. The Four Fundamentals of Principled Negotiations The principled negotiations are built on four key foundations, people, interests, options, and criteria, which we'll explain in this segment. These four principles should be applied in all three phases of negotiation during analysis, planning, and the actual discussions. Principle 1. Separate people from problems. As humans, we have different perspectives, communication gaps, tend to take things personally and get emotional. As a result, issues and people often become entangled in negotiations. For example, when your counterpart makes a comment on your messy accounts, you may see it as a judgment on your personal integrity and ability and feel upset. In order to focus on the real issues, you must first address three types of people problems. 
perceptions, emotions, and communications. First, perceptions. All conflicts arise from perception differences. A piece of information can be interpreted in many different ways. For example, you may think, I always do my work as requested, but your supervisor thinks, he only does his work when I ask for it. Others' perspectives are real to them, whether you agree or not. Successful negotiations start with empathizing with others' hopes, fears, and beliefs. Put yourself in their shoes. Remember that understanding a point of view doesn't mean you have to agree with it. Don't assume bad intentions or blame the other side for your problem, as this will only make them defensive. Focus on the symptoms of the problem, not the person. For example, you can say, The product delivery was late again for the third time this month. For as long as five days, we had 15 customer complaints. Lay out your views explicitly so you can discuss your differences. Never dismiss the other party's views as unimportant. To show the alternative, act in ways that contradict their perceptions or assumption. For instance, the Egyptian president's willingness to visit Jerusalem in 1977 showed that Egypt did not view Israel as its enemy, and this paved the way for the Egyptian-Israeli peace treaty in 1979. Help them save face by presenting your proposal in a way that's fair, aligned with their values and goals. Seek their advice and get them involved in generating ideas so they have a stake in the solution. The second people problem is emotions. When people feel threatened, they get angry or fearful, and such emotions can spread on both sides. Identify both sides' emotions and examine the reasons for the emotions. Laying out feelings openly allows both sides to acknowledge them and deal with the underlying issues. For example, you can say, Our people feel betrayed that our past contributions have been forgotten due to this one incident. It may not be a rational response, but it's how we feel. Does your team feel the same way? Remember the five core concerns behind most negotiations the desire for autonomy, appreciation, affiliation, status, and to do something meaningful. Allow the other side to release pent-up anger or frustration so it doesn't fester. To avoid emotional outbursts that escalate into a major quarrel, you can agree up front that only one party can be upset at a time. The listening party cannot react with an outburst as it will be considered a loss of self-control. When emotions become negative, examine if either side's sense of identity has been threatened, as this triggers defensiveness. An apology or symbolic gestures, like a small gift or a handshake, can be powerful in diffusing a tense situation. Apologizing need not mean that you agree to take on responsibility for something, the third people problem is communication. Negotiation is all about communicating to reach an agreement. Unfortunately, people misunderstand one another all the time. This happens because people may be trying to make an impression rather than communicate. They don't pay attention because they're too busy planning their own responses. 
or both sides are simply misinterpreting each other's messages. If you truly listen actively, you can grasp the other party's perspective, feelings, and message. Occasionally, interrupt to paraphrase your understanding. For example, Did I understand correctly that you... This shows that you've heard what they said, clarifies your understanding, and encourages them to share more. Once you've understood their point of view, it will be easier to point out problems and alternatives in ways that they're receptive to. A negotiation is not a debate or a trial. It's a way to reach a joint opinion or decision on an issue. It helps to keep the group small and keep your discussions in a private location without distraction from the press or other stakeholders. As a rule of thumb, focus on how the problem affects you rather than what the other party has done to create the problem. Speak intentionally and don't say something unless it serves a clear purpose. Generally, the best way to deal with people problems is to prevent them from arising in the first place. Try to build a relationship in advance before the negotiations as it's much easier to deal with someone you know than a complete stranger. Treat the other party as problem solvers, not your enemies or obstacles to your goals. Highlight what you have or want in common and remind yourself to focus on the issue, not the people. Principle 2. Focus on interests, not positions. Imagine two people quarreling. One wants to open the windows to let in fresh air, while the other wants to close them to keep out the draft. They seem to have conflicting positions, yet we can address both their interests simply by opening the window in an adjoining room. Your positions are the solutions that you've chosen, while your interests are your real desires or objectives behind the positions. It's wiser to focus on interests as they define positions. For every interest, there are many possible solutions. You can find positions that are aligned with both sides' interests. We often have multiple interests, which open up even more options. For instance, you may seem to have opposing interests from your landlord, since you want a lower rent while she wants a higher rent. However, your landlord may also have other interests, like stability, good maintenance, and cordial relations. Interests tend to be more obscure and complex than positions. To identify interests, ask why and why not. Ask yourself why they're taking their current position and why they have not taken your position. Consider the consequences for and against different paths of action from their perspective. You can put these on paper to get a clearer picture or even ask for feedback. Explain that you're trying to understand their viewpoint, not to challenge them. It's rare for both parties to have the same interests, and each side may also have its own set of conflicting interests to juggle. Consider multiple interests on both sides, and remember the fundamental human needs of security, economic well-being, sense of belonging, recognition, and control. Take note of the interests as they surface so you can remember them and develop new solutions. If you want an outcome that addresses your interests, you must first communicate them. 
describe your interest in vivid detail. Make it clear that your concerns are serious and legitimate without belittling the other party's concerns. Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps so you know everything about the book in minutes. Get them to agree that they'd feel the same way if they were in your shoes. For example, how would you feel if dogs double the size of your children were to run around unleashed near your home? Use correct me if I'm wrong to confirm that they accept your description of the situation. Always enter a negotiation with specific proposals rather than adopt a wait-and-see approach. However, be open to new options that may emerge. To get others to consider your interests, you must first show that you recognize their interest and have considered them in your solution. Explain the problems, interests, and rationale before sharing your suggestions. Be aggressive in making your stand and seeking a solution to the problem, but stay respectful, appreciative, and empathetic to the people involved. Principle 3. Generate Options for Mutual Benefit In face of conflict, people often settle for the middle ground. To develop creative solutions during negotiations, you must overcome four common problems. Making premature conclusions under stress, seeking the best compromise between two extreme positions, focusing on how to split a fixed pie rather than expand it, and guarding your own interest while ignoring others' problems. Here are the four remedies to the obstacles we mentioned. First, brainstorm, then decide. To avoid premature conclusions, brainstorm for creative solutions before the negotiations. Before brainstorming, define your goals, choose a team of five to eight people, a stimulating environment, and a facilitator. During brainstorming, have the participants sit side by side to reinforce they're on the same side. Introduce everyone, set the rules, brainstorm as many ideas as possible, and record them openly. After brainstorming, identify the most promising ideas. Build on each one to make them as attractive as possible. Then, summarize the shortlisted options and fix another meeting to choose the best options. If possible, have a joint brainstorming session with the other party, but keep it separate from the actual negotiations. The second solution is to expand your options. Don't focus on narrowing down to a single best solution. Instead, try these tools to explore possibilities. To generate and build on ideas, shift between four types of thinking. Real-world problems, theoretical analysis, theoretical approach, and real-world action steps. Consider how different experts like a doctor, lawyer, scientist versus businessman would approach the issue. 
you can explore how to increase or reduce the coverage of the agreement, or how to vary the strength of the agreements by making the terms weaker or stronger, such as making them more temporary versus more permanent, more process-oriented versus ideological, more partial versus comprehensive. Thirdly, seek to grow the pie and explore how both sides can gain from the deal. Look at common interests by contemplating questions like, how will we both lose without a deal? And what can we both gain by working together? You can also harmonize differences such as different beliefs, values placed on time, risk appetite, etc. For instance, in a sales job, if you're confident of high sales, but your company expects otherwise, you may negotiate a modest base salary with a high bonus element. Look for differences such as form versus substance, economic versus political, or immediate versus midterm future. The key is to look for things that are of low cost to you, but of high value to the other side. You can also present several ideas and ask the other party for their preferences. Their feedback will help you to refine your proposals. Finally, make it easy for them to say yes by presenting your proposal in a way that seems fair, legitimate, and aligned with their interests. Put yourselves in their shoes. Pick one person from the other side and imagine how he or she would see the decision and its impact. Consider their biggest hopes or fears if they were to agree and how you can make it easier for them to say yes, such as improving your credibility or removing a potential risk for them. Appeal to the human desire for consistency by linking your proposal with what they've said or decided before. So far, we've covered three of the four fundamentals of principled negotiations separate people from problems, focus on interests, and generate options for mutual benefit. We'll now move on to the fourth principle, use objective criteria. When we're under pressure, it can be hard to creatively reconcile differences. Rather than depend on a battle of wills, insist on using fair, objective criteria to jointly assess options. Although emotions will always affect decisions, you can improve objectivity by agreeing on a set of criteria in advance. This could include fair standards that are legitimate to both sides, such as market value or professional standards, or fair procedures that offer both sides an equal opportunity. One approach is one cuts, the other chooses. That is, one party splits the pie while the other party chooses the desired piece. So the split will be done as fairly as possible. Other options include drawing lots or taking turns. During negotiations, invite the other party to jointly search for objective criteria, such as benchmarks or standards. For example, you can say, you'd like a high price and I'd like a low one. How can we establish a fair price for the car? Be open to the other party's suggestions. If you can't reach an agreement, suggest putting the two criteria to the test. Don't succumb to pressure. 
If the other party is unreasonable, be prepared to walk away. We've just covered the four fundamentals of principled negotiations. Now, let's look at three common obstacles in negotiations and how to overcome them. Scenario 1. What do you do when the other side is much more powerful? In such cases, your goal should be to get the best possible deal and avoid agreeing to a bad deal. The best way to do so is to develop a BATNA or BATNA, the best alternative to a negotiated agreement. Without a BATNA, we tend to set an arbitrary bottom line for our negotiations or consider a vague aggregation of all possible options. Once set, our minds can be closed to better alternatives. By identifying realistic and good BATNAs, we can improve our bargaining position. The better your BATNA, the stronger your bargaining power. To develop your BATNA, brainstorm what you do if you do not reach an agreement. Then, pick the best ideas and refine them to become as viable and attractive as possible. Choose the best option that you'd pursue if there's no agreement. This is your BATNA. Imagine you wish to sell your house, which you had bought for $250,000. What's the minimum you should sell it for? Developing a BATNA means examining your alternatives if you choose not to sell the house. For example, how much can you rent it for, the renovation costs required, etc. If you have a strong BATNA, it's a good idea to disclose it to the other party. Besides developing your BATNA, you should find out as much as possible about the other side's BATNA so you can realistically evaluate your options. If their BATNA is better than your best possible offer, there may be no point in negotiating. Or, if both sides have attractive BATNAs, it may be better to explore other forms of collaboration. Scenario 2. What do you do when the other side refuses to budge? When facing an aggressive counterpart who insists on a fixed position, refuses to explore options, and continually attacks you, it may be tempting to fight back. Don't do that, as it will only lead to a downward spiral. Instead, use Negotiation Jiu-Jitsu to dodge the attacks and redirect their energy. When the other party states its opinion, don't respond directly. Instead, ask why or how it addresses the problem so you can identify the underlying principles and interests. Discuss what would happen if you hypothetically accepted their proposal and introduce suitable suggestions using the scenario. Don't defend your proposals. Instead, ask them for advice or invite feedback on what's wrong with your ideas. When the other side attacks you personally, don't defend or retaliate. Instead, redirect the attack to the problem. For example, You say this mistake shows our team's incompetence, and I can see how much you value excellence. I'd like to emphasize that we share your desire for quality and high standards. So how can we work together to avoid similar gaps in the future? 
sometimes the best response is to say nothing. Use pauses in silence strategically. As a last resort, use the one-text procedure. That is, bring in a neutral third-party facilitator who will gather the interests of the parties involved and propose a best solution that integrates all of the requirements as much as possible. Now for the final scenario. What do you do when the other side plays dirty? If you meet a counterpart who tries to deceive you or uses unethical means to manipulate you, don't tolerate it nor retaliate. Instead, use principled negotiations to negotiate the rules of the game. There are three common types of dirty tricks. Intentional deceit, where the other party may present fake information, false authority, or omit vital information. Psychological warfare, where they make you uncomfortable so you'll rush into an agreement. And positional pressure tactics to corner you into giving concessions. To negotiate the rules of the game, identify which tactics they are using. Raise the issue explicitly. Then, negotiate the new rules using the four principles covered earlier. Other details in the book to look out for. In this summary, we've explained why and how to apply principled negotiations. To develop your negotiation skills and experience, the only way is to actually apply and practice the ideas. The book also includes other useful examples and resources, including examples of a wide range of negotiations, a detailed case study of a negotiation between a tenant and a landlord, examples of dirty tricks in negotiations and how to deal with them, and detailed answers to 10 frequently asked questions about principled negotiations, fairness, dealing with people, tactics, and power. If you've enjoyed the ideas in this summary, do get a copy of the book for more details. Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform, and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book, with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps, so you know everything about the book in minutes.